Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the MTG Complex Cast. My name is Steven. I'm joined by my co-hosts John hey. and Chris. Hey. And in today's episode, we'll be talking about this weekend's past two team events. Uh, let's kick things off with our weekly roundup where we tell you about what we played and what we played against. Uh, Chris, let's start with you. Uh, so, on Friday, I went back to Old Faithful Amulet once again, to the surprise of not very many people. Um, so I didn't actually get a chance to play Legacy, so I had to play Rogthar somewhere, and uh, Amulet's a deck that fits that bill. Unfortunately, uh, our local meta has been infested with the Cancer, also known as um, Blood Moon. And I guess I should know a thing or two about Blood Moons, considering I qualified for my RPTQ playing a Blood Moon deck. But, uh, no respect, because last week I played Strompy, and I was like, I'm going to play Stompy because all these Blood Moons, and Stompy's a better deck against Blood Moon than Titan, and then I played Stompy and got wrecked, didn't see any moons anywhere, and then I played Amulet and saw moons everywhere, uh, played against Blue Moon twice, lost both of those matches, surprise, and uh, I played two other matches that didn't have Blood Moon, and I won those, surprise. Wow. So, wow. moral of the story is, you can't beat Blood Moon ever, apparently. <laughs> um, perhaps more interesting suck. for some of you, and by some of you I mean Steven, uh, I played EDH with my own deck for the very first time ever. Boo! Hey. Hiss! Get out of here. Wait, you never played EDH at all? No, okay, I played it like once... Or technically twice, but I, the decks weren't mine. I was, like, borrowing them. Oh, so this pile was all your so own. So this is all my own pile of magical it's, cards. It's the best pile you've put together since your cube. But better. <laughs> yeah, it's not hard. <laughs> so uh, some of my other friends said, oh, we should build commander decks. They're trying to get someone into the game. It's a nice, nice casual format to ease someone into. Casual. Casual. If your if your friends Politics. never played Magic before and you're just like oh you know put up or shut up buy Jund or get out like I don't know it's kind of a turn off sometimes. What? Put up or shut up buy Jund. In any case, <laughs> done. Uh, started to play some EDH and my commander was good old faithful Karanos. Was it was it honestly the uh, only legendary creature you could find in blue and red? Um. It was. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, huh, I like these colors. I own a lot of cards in these colors. Oh, wait, yeah, but like, I need Karanos seems like a pretty reasonable commander, right? I guess. Sure. It, like, draws cards and shoots stuff. Yeah, it seems does, fine. Does the shooting ability count towards commander damage? I don't think so. Doesn't it say Karanos deals? Yes, but I think it was combat. I don't know. I don't play commander. <laughs> I think I think it does have to be combat, does it? I think I it does. Hmm. Otherwise, like heartless heat suju or whatever the hell it's called. Judge. You just tap it and like murder everybody. I thought everybody. that's like why Alora was good. Doesn't Alora like drain people? I don't know. Whatever. Judge. Who cares? Um. <laughs> I mean, it's not like that was the only legendary creature I had laying around, but um, I really wanted to play hive mind in my deck. I just wanted the games to be really stupid as stupid as solid. possible solid but since i'm a spike hive mind didn't end up in being in my deck <laughs> wow. 
So instead, I built the deck in like two hours before I was supposed to meet Kevin to play. And, uh... Is that how long it took to find all your red and blue cards that you own? Well, so... I, uh, I forgot that the first time I pulled out cards to build the deck, that I forgot you had to have lands in your deck. So I pulled out <laughs> 99 cards. I'm like, these cards all seem reasonable. And I'm like, wait a minute. I need to make, like, 38 cuts. Wow. It's funny because... I felt like my deck was really, like, bad and not optimized, which it isn't. And if I played against anyone who was actually playing EDH, I'd probably get crushed. But there is something to be said for getting to play cards like Vidalcan Shackles again. And, uh, Charmbreaker Devils. You saying I need to, like, put together an EDH deck for this Friday now? Yeah, some garbage pile. Oh, man. Karanos Mirror. <laughs> oh, now you guys will do it. <laughs> I'm way more interested in the idea of building garbage decks out of cards I already own for 1v1 EDH. Actually, I'm really tempted to buy, buy into that Teamer EDH deck online. Like, I have a crystal ball. Like, I have some cards. Crystal ball. I feel like you have way more EDH playable cards than I do, though. Like, I don't have any of this trash. Like, Flame Slash, tower? real good. Really good. Thing in the Ice, really good. Kills dragons dead. Yeah, so it turns out, so I was kind of like thinking about how um, you're borrowing both my roasts, and I was like, man, I don't have any roasts to put in my EDH deck. <laughs> what if they play like some big, dumb, stupid creature and I can't kill it? Oh. Well, it turns out if all your creature, if all the big, dumb, stupid creatures your opponent plays fly, you're not really that sad that you don't have a roast. Yeah, so what was it? Roast was my slot of the week, and then I mailed them both off to get signed, so I had to borrow yours for FNM. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, how's this for an EDH card? Thopter oh, uh, Assembly? Yeah, the card's pretty sweet. And you own way more jank than I do. I am out-janked. I bow down to your jank. <laughs> you have insufficient jank. Yeah, you are the jank lord. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I got to attack with Karanos a lot. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> I like sweet. shackles to my opponent's creature and it added to my devotion. <laughs> garbage. Absolute garbage. Absolute pure That's garbage. Awesome. Holy crap. Like, ah, yeah. dragon got a lot of red mana symbols in that. Yeah, I've been dealing with like two red mana symbols. Or blue mana symbols. <laughs> Strong. Uh, oh man, clicking. Man, shackles. Shackles on click seems great. Oh like, man, if I had Kiki Jiki in my deck, three red mana symbols? Mmm. So that was my, my first delve into the way Commander was meant to be played. Yeah, clearly. With cards you have laying around your, your room. I have a lot of cards laying around, so maybe I'll throw something together. So what did you play, John? Uh, speaking of egregious piles, I played uh, Rug Kiki again for the third week in a row. Uh, again. Uh, again. Okay. It is a 2-2 a, a machine. It is cranking out the 2-2s. Two um... Turns out when you are trying to cast spells with triple blue and triple red in their mana cost, and people are playing stuff like Blood Moon and, uh, what is it, uh, Field of Ruin, uh, it's really good against you. <laughs> so, deck's been fun. I think I've kind of got it where I want it. I think the list is pretty pretty much refined to where I want it to be. I just think it's, it's probably not, it's just not a great deck, and I think it's definitely not good in our meta. I think in a wider meta, it might be better. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I don't know. The deck is the deck is doing good things and powerful things, but like when people are just playing lots of Blood Moon, 
because um, they're terrified of getting crushed by amulet <laughs> um it's not so great so um but aside from that i played uh, a ridiculous amount of legacy grixis delver online uh, i said i was going to do a league every day and i have done a league every day except for friday when i took a break for fnm and then i made up for it by doing two leagues on saturday and sunday and um after nine leagues my findings are that uh the meta is really hostile to delver online right now um i'm sitting at a 54.35 percent match win rate right now and just for the just for the listeners at home the reason john knows this is because he has a full spreadsheet with like uh did he win the roll? did he did he run the die roll did he like play a 50 56.52 percent of the time i win the die roll i was at 72 percent for quite a while <laughs> yeah so he has a ridiculous spreadsheet in front of him that just like details all of his matches like even like you even have player names on there right yeah yeah i have player names <laughs> i have date event version of the deck i'm playing because i've been changing between versions the player the deck they were on uh whether i won or lost the role whether i won or lost game one and then the overall uh, results and then it uh also keeps track of uh, what percentage of my personal meta the various decks are so for example um my personal meta is 13.04 percent grixis delver is the most common deck and then the next most common deck is is uh lands at 8.7 percent um but other makes up uh decks that aren't in the um top what is this top uh 10 decks or the top nine decks i should say um are the makeup 41 percent of the meta so um, there is still a lot of variety in what I'm playing against. 41% of stuff. Yeah, just stuff. Some of the stuff is, like, real stuff. Some of the stuff is not so real stuff. <laughs> Some of the stuff is really not so real. Um, and it feels really bad when you lose to the not-so-real deck. <laughs> stuff like energy field combo. What is that, you might ask? Well, you play a rest in peace... Which is already kind of sad times for Grixis Delver. No Gurmogs. Deathrite becomes a squire. Uh, and then they play an energy field, which says, um, basically, you don't take damage, but when you do take damage... Uh, or, no, I'm sorry. You don't take damage, but when a card is put into your graveyard, you sacrifice it. Well, you never put cards into your graveyard if you have a rest in peace, so you just don't take damage. <laughs> From anything ever. It's like Mark of Asylum for you or something. Um, yeah, and then they kill you with Helm of Obedience, <laughs> eventually. Or Jace the Mind Sculptor, or whatever the hell they feel like, really. Sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, countering two two-mana enchantments that are, like, must-answers must uh, while dealing with a kind of, like, blue-white control shell is extremely difficult for for Grixis Delver. You uh, basically can't can't ever lose a counter war. So yeah, that's that that one was a loss. <laughs> I've played against that deck twice now online, but yeah, overall against um, the decks that are in the meta that are uh, playing on a, a fair access and a spell based combo have both been going really well. But some of the uh, 
the Dark Depths-based decks and some of the other rogue decks have not been going so great. But I'm going to keep practicing. Uh, feeling pretty good leading up to the GP. How about you, Steven? How is your, uh, how is your week of magic? So my week uh, consisted of a lot of weeping. Um, <laughs> so, so this amulet deck... Uh, <laughs> so, oh, I okay. love your stories about amulet. So so now I'm running. Now uh, Zach graciously lent me the 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 one um, engineered explosive for the main board. It makes everything so much better. Like way way easier. So much better. Um, but so there's a lot of games where I just barely lose. Like I don't know. I was playing against somebody who took forever to make decisions, um, and. I feel like I had control of the game, and then out of nowhere, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> then I died. So yeah, you were I, winning until you lost. Yeah, I, just, I don't know if I was, like, making play mistakes, because it happened multiple times, so I don't know if I was making play mistakes to put me in those situations, or if it's just, if people can just think their way out of the situations that I gave them, which means I'm playing it wrong. Um... Either way, I I just need so much practice. I need so much practice with this deck. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's a difficult deck. It is very difficult. And um, on the flip side, I played Jund. It was fun. I went two and two, got the stick yet again. Um, nothing too. Didn't lose to anything too spicy. I lost to a. <laughs> I lost to to variants again. Um, which is, you know, I feel like I say that a lot, but uh, I mean, I, <laughs> I played, but I some, do, I'm playing this, I'm playing this deck that has, you know, somewhere around like 12, 15 pieces of removal of like targeted removal spells. And I don't draw a single one over the span of like seven, eight turns. Um, I just don't know. I like, I, I feel like I played pretty perfect. But my also my opponent, so it came down like two scavenging uses staring at each other, uh, and my opponent definitely had the bigger scavenging use, and he could have been attacking me, and he wasn't, because he was afraid of my scavenging use. But my scavenging use, my scavenging use was smaller, so I wasn't really sure what he was too worried about. Anyways, um, it just gave me he gave me like fifteen turns. Like we really sat there, like drew a card, play a land, pass a turn for fifteen turns. Just and, stared at each other. And I didn't, I couldn't find a, a, a targeted removal spell. The only one I did find was a Maelstrom Pulse, and he played like some Planeswalker that I had to kill instead. Just, just like I mean, you should be glad that you didn't die to that Planeswalker, right? I guess. I would have rather. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, it was it. It just felt. Didn't feel great. Um, my other loss was to Affinity. I again, I didn't see any targeted removal spells. I like Mulligan to uh, to six with like a mediocre six, and I was like, all right, like some creatures, some things. Like I think I'll be fine. And then I continued to not see any removals. I actually didn't see any removal spells that game. And then my opponent Blood Moon to me on game two, which just kind of locked me out. Uh, so so the Blood Moon one was my fault because I fetched for a non-basic, but the other ones I just like I can't find removal for whatever reason. I hear removal is good. So how do you feel being on the other end of that matchup and losing? 
Um, I feel like I shouldn't be losing, honestly. <laughs> like, that should be such an easy matchup, especially because, you know, running... I, I had an extra Colagon's Command in my sideboard, so I'm playing two Ancient Grudge, three Colagon's Commands, a Shatterstorm, a Damnation, Anger the Gods, uh, Terminates, Maelstrom Pulse, Fatal Push, Lightning Bolts, and I didn't see any of those. All the things. So, and I'm not sure if maybe I just don't keep hands that don't have any of those cards, but it's like, am I really supposed to go down to five cards, even though like I have creatures that I can play? Creatures and bobs? Apparently. I don't know. Yeah, maybe that's my problem. I just don't I don't mulligan aggressive enough. I don't know. I'm just sitting here complaining. Bobs are are bobs a card you want against Infinity? I don't know. Yeah, I have no clue. Maybe not. Maybe it's maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong by keeping them in the deck. I just feel like if I draw two like artifact removal spells, I should be winning the game. Like if I if I flip an ancient grudge off of Bob and then draw a fatal push, like I should just be winning that game. On the flip side, I did get to see a deck that I beat uh, playing Jund, which was kind of surprising. Was the four or five color escape shift deck? Um, I think Jund used to have a big issue with that deck, but now that Bloodbraid Elf is a thing, it's just it really easy to turn the corner and just like. Like, turn two, Bob or Goyf, turn three, uh, you know, do something weird. And then turn four, just, like, slam down a creature, cast another creature, or cast a hand disruption spell. And it's just, you know, you, you just take off. You just take off from that corner and just, later, peace, deuces. Just too quick for him at that point. Swing for 12. Don't mind me. So, yeah, I think, I think that matchup gets a little bit better. But I'm not really sure about the other... Like the regular green, the green red scapeshift deck. I don't know how how that matchup fares now that, um, now that blood rates unbanned. I guess it'd be kind of very similar. Not good, but a little bit better than it yeah. was. Yeah. But that was yeah that was the that was my uh, my cool deck. Uh, did you guys see anything cool? I saw surprisingly few cool decks. For just how much magic I played. That's unfortunate. Wait, you didn't think the energy field deck was pretty cool? It was a pile. That was all the decks that were like remotely cool were piles. Like there's the Academy Rector Nick Fit deck, which I guess some people would find cool, but it's a pile. Actually, you know what? That'll be my cool deck because I want to tell you guys a quick little story. So, uh, <laughs> if you guys aren't familiar with the card Academy Rector, it is a four mana uh, creature. Home familiar. Three and a white. And uh, when it dies, you may exile it, I believe. Uh, you get to uh, find an enchantment from your deck and put it into play. And so the uh, name of the game at that point is to grab something like a Overwhelming Splendor mm. or a Curse of Death's Hold, or in this case, a Dove Escape. So, uh, so my opponent, uh, I, I have a, uh, a Deathrite Shaman in play, and... Um, my opponent has nothing but some lands, and um, they have Overwhelming Splendor in their hand, which I know because of a Gitaxian Probe, and they um, sacrifice their Academy Rector to, I think, Cobble Therapy, and they go and get Dovescape. So at this point, 
any spells we cast get countered and turned into any non-creature spells we cast get countered and turned into one-one doves with flying birds with uh, with uh, equal to the number or equal to the converted mana cost of the card. So at this point, I'm like, so my my um, I knew my opponent had overwhelming splinter in hand, and I had death right, so I knew uh, curse of death's hold wasn't going to kill my death right. So I was like feeling pretty good. They got dovescape. I saw dovescape into the battlefield, and I was like. I got this game. This game is going to be easy peasy. So my opponent tries to path to exile my death right. I'm assuming just to put a bird into play. And I force of will, in quotes, the path to exile. So he gets a bird, and I get five birds. So then my opponent proceeds to to do something else and make a couple more birds they have like i think i think they have like six birds to my five birds and they have a death right and so i'm ahead in the race and they're trying to make land drops to get up to this overwhelming splendor because it's i think it's like a 10 it's an eight it's an eight mana cost so they would get eight birds and i have birds. another force of will in hand i'm like excellent i'll see your eight birds and make five of my own also Jeez. i have a death right shaman um so what actually happened was he didn't block to try to conserve doves for some reason or birds for some reason, took a crack in the face, and then missed his land drop on the turn he needed it to cast his overwhelming splendor and just die. <laughs> so that was my cool deck. So, yeah. How about you That's guys? That's pretty cool. <laughs> that is awesome. It is a terrible deck. Do not play it. I mean, I played against the Monolu Living End deck for the first time on Friday. Yeah, did you <laughs> get pooped on? Two people playing it at the story. Well, um, I'm pretty sure I kind of stole the match because the uh, opponent forgot to put a Bedruga Bog in their deck. Yep. <laughs> Rip. So they would like, go transmute for their Bedruga Bog to bog me and then go off. Like, but huh. uh, didn't have one in their deck. <laughs> They're like, huh. So instead, they had to go down to one life because I had a Rourke Thorn play. To uh, go, as foretold, into Living End just to kill the Rokthar. Oh my god. So in response to the Living End, I activated my Secret Trap Scout and put my own Bajuka Bog into play. <laughs> Exiled his graveyard instead. Oh Amazing. my god. So he got back nothing, I got back a Reclamation Sage, an Azusa, and a Primeval Titan, I believe. Stolen. <laughs> wow. Straight up stole that game. I mean, I guess if he had the uh, the Bajukabog, then we both would have just had nothing. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, that's definitely preferable for him. Jeez. Yeah. I guess that was uh, my, my cool deck. Air quotes. <clears throat> well, I think we can safely move into our topics of the week then. Um, let's start off with GP Kyoto. Another yes. team event. Team events are yeah. sweet. Yeah, team events are super sweet. Um, team events are cool, but I just I'd like to know I, I'd like to know more facts. Like who won? Facts. I'd like to know I'd like to know how many times this affinity player beat people down with a glintness crane. Oh wow, this guy's playing two glintness. Yeah, cranes. he's playing two. Okay, okay. So so one thing about the GP the GP happened in Japan, and if there's anything that we know about the players in Japan. They play the spice. Dude, they just yeah, do they weird stuff. Especially with affinity. 
Uh, right? Remember that That's Tarmo where Tarmo Affinity? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, they they love their Affinity decks. And they love their Tezzerets, apparently. But um, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> so, uh, so taking a look at the first place three decks, um, the first place standard deck looks... Um, I wouldn't say standard, um, because that would be a pun. <laughs> standard deck is standard. <laughs> Surprising. <clears throat> uh, so it's, it's running two Liliana This Majesty, two Walking Ballista, three Glint Sleeve Stifener, uh, three Dusk Legion Zealot, which is the uh, two mana enter the battlefield, draw a card, lose a life. Four Champion of Wits, two Gaunti, two, three Scarab God, and two Trental Gear Hulk. Um, this deck seems like a sweet mid range deck, honestly. Um, I would love to play this deck, just like kind of outvaluing your opponent with all your cards. Just seems pretty sweet. Yeah, the top end of this deck is excellent, right? Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, I like that sideboard river's rebuke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That card's always a treat. Uh, and then moving into the to the modern one where we see this uh, these two glint nest cranes. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Yeah, you know, I just like... I'm, I'm not totally stunned because I even considered playing it and it's Those like are cards you know you like like looking at the like uh essentially casting um ancient stirrings like a mini ancient stirrings on a body is like it's just really fine. really fine exactly it's <laughs> fine it's like it's, it's, that's why that's why i'm not playing it because it's not amazing like you do it it's fine glitness crane also carries cranial plating which is kind of a plus and it flies so I guess it has that going for it, but I, honestly, I, I would just rather be playing Thawcast. I just rather play Thawcast. It's like, well, like, what did they cut for these glutinous cranes? Like, what the fourth Galv Blast and looks like the fourth Galv Blast and a Steel Overseer. I like Galv Blast more than Glutinous Crane personally. Yeah, me too. It's just like it's like I don't know. Like, if you can play a two drop on turn one, would you rather play Glutinous Crane or Steel Overseer? Exactly. Exactly. My point exactly. Um, but I mean, I don't know. But also, their Dude, lands is, is weird. They're also playing three Blink Moth Nexus, four Spires, and one Glimmer Void. It's like kind of overcompensating for the fact that they have more color, but they're honestly not. They're what? One more piece of color than the usual affinity deck. One also, more. playing the basic island in their deck instead of the mountain with all these Galv Blasts. Yeah. I mean, I guess there's two master through, like there's four blue cards and three four blue cards. cards. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I think we, I think we all feel pretty medium about this this glutinous crane. Yeah, sideboard's way sweeter. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah, this uh, Peter blossom and this hazard. Mm. Yeah, the the hazard has been something that people have been talking about in the affinity group. People like playing a one of hazard in the main board or the sideboard. It's just another threat that. Uh, it's really easy to cast and it's easy to 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 be hellbent. Um, but the bitter blossom is kind of. I, I think I said this a couple weeks ago, right? Bitter blossom is on the, on this weird come up. Bitter blossom is uh, sweet. Yeah, uh, the, it's this deck is running a spell sky, which I think is pretty cool. I kind of like spell sky in in sidewards right now. Uh, but also, let's take a look at this uh, legacy sneak and show list. Oh, John's favorite legacy deck, sneak and show. <sighs> it's just. 
it's like pretty stock, right? Um, I, don't... I just don't know how this deck wins through a field of Delver. Like, the matchup is just not good for them. But there's always the chance that you just luck sack them out and, like, yeah. rip good, so... I don't know, maybe they just played against lands all day long, right? Yeah, I mean, like... this deck looks extremely stock. Is, is the sideboard normally like that? One Jace Mindscaptor, one Wipe Away? Yes, yeah, so they play They play usually some sort of balance to like deal with like Hateful Permanence. The Blood Moons are extremely common. The Defense Grids are common. I think Griffin Lava Mancer is pretty common. Um, through the Breach is fine. I think that's pretty common, too. Yeah, these are all... Yeah, I mean, there's always room in sideboards for a little bit of tweaking, but... I'm seeing the core cards that I'm used to seeing here, and I'm not seeing anything that like blows my hair back either. Okay, interesting. Uh, the Omniscience uh, plan is definitely popular again in these decks. They are coming packing of main deck Omniscience. Um, it helps them in their matchup against some of the uh, the decks that they're not necessarily favored against. Um, but mm, I don't know. It's I'm not a sneak and show expert, and I guess I will take people's word that it helps them in their bad matchups. I, I don't know. I think like you're just like nine times out of ten, you're just like on the like show and tell them or sneak attack and plan, and you just want to kill them with a dude. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it is pretty sweet when you get to put an omniscience off show and tell and then play the Emrakul. Uh, but it feels kind of one more to <laughs> yeah. me. Uh, I mean, if you if you're putting an Emrakul into play, like you're probably winning the game. Yeah. I don't know. I think Sneak and Show is a deck where it's like you feel like it should just win a lot of games when they cast Show and Tell, and then, but they have there's so many stories of the Show and Tell player just getting wrecked by whatever his opponent just dumped into play. <laughs> like I saw one where <laughs> he's like, "Oh, here's this you know Show and Tell. I'll put you know Omniscience," and his opponent put like a Trinisphere. Uh. <laughs> it's like, oh, huh. <laughs> That seems hard to beat. Yeah, it's it's really just gambling against your opponent. You know, interestingly enough, in all my testing I've done online in, what is it, nine leagues, and I'm actually into the tenth one now, I have not seen uh, Sneak and Show once. Wow, that's impressive. I haven't run into it at all. Um, Maybe something's broken on it in Moto. I don't think so. I mean, I know people <laughs> play it occasionally. Like, I see it show up from time to time in the, in the standings. I don't think I saw it in any of the recent events that have been up there. It's just... Yeah, it's like it fell off the face of the earth. I don't know why. Uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think just kind of like browsing through these uh, these lists of the what top three teams. Um, everybody else seems to be playing kind of just like stock. Um, even down to like the legacy players playing. Uh, I guess this isn't like totally stock. This Aluren deck here. Aluren is difficult to call stock. Exactly, exactly. But there, there are cards that tend to show up in your Aluren decks. Man of War. Yeah, so <laughs> it's interesting because generally you've got some options. This this gentleman uh, is playing with the white splash instead of the red one. Uh, they're playing Recruiter of the Guards rather than uh, Imperial Recruiter. Um, and normally Don't they do the same thing? They do very similar one things. One checks toughness, one checks power. Um, and so I guess in the white version, is you normally play, I believe it's called Arctic Merfolk. And 
I don't have Arctic Merfolk in front of me, but I, I believe that there's a reason for it in terms of like um, I think it's a cost. The balance is a cost. Your can't your opponent can't like respond to it. Um, whereas something like Man of War, which this deck is playing, uh, it can be responded to, and so they can mm. like break up your combo. But I, I yeah I think it's I think the the Arctic Merfolk is advantage because I believe I believe it's a cost. The balance is like the cost of playing the card, so it just happens. Mm-hmm. Um. Kind of like, uh, I believe one of the your elves do that, right, Chris? It's like well, uh, yeah. So like, um, symbiote bounces the elf. It's just the cost. So yeah, it's just gone. <laughs> no chance to respond. Just whoop back into the hand. Um, but yeah, I mean, Alluren is a very difficult deck to call anything approaching stock. Honestly, um, it's just kind of like your iteration of the combo, of which there are several. Um, which basically always involve Parasitic Strix and Cavern Harpy, and then your way of getting them. Um, and then just bug good stuff. <laughs> you can kind of go crazy from there. Usually four Deathrite, four Baleful Strix, good place to start. Leovold, good card. <laughs> go crazy from there, kids. Whatever you want. Four Force of Will, probably advisable. Brainstorm, also a good card. Deck built itself. I'd like to, to uh, bring your attention a little bit down to uh, Akira Tanaka's blue-white control with two Dragonlord Ojitais. I saw that. I was like, <laughs> Ojitai. Minamo School at Water's Edge. Oh, yeah. That's just, that's just good, clean living that he's doing over there. Yeah, so this uh, control deck seems like... Um... I don't know, it just seems great, in my opinion, honestly. Just and just what's, seems what's great. Much more eyebrow raising to me than this Ojitai or this main deck Sun's Champion is the main deck singleton leyline of sanctity. Yeah. <laughs> with two more in the board. The old one two split on uh, <laughs> ley lines. Listen, sometimes sometimes you'll just you'll just get a multi six on your first hand. And that's fine. You just gotta get them sometimes, man. Just just gotta get them. It's kind of funny. It's like it's much more like tap out control kind of a list. Definitely, yeah. We've seen most of the blue white builds. Yeah, this is recently. This is heavily geared towards. Um, can I cast this this turn? Yes. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Criteria have been met. If the only counter spells is one spell snare, two negates through cryptic. So that's it. That's all, folks. Logic not not interested. Mana leak. No, thank you. I guess where um, the where the counter spells take the backseat, the detention spheres really start to drive that kind of like role where you know if something resolves, they just detention sphere it and you know forget about it. Um, they don't ever have to think about it at that point. I don't know, man. Sometimes it's scary when they resolve permanence, even if you have a detention sphere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, huh. <laughs> When your opponent just goes like goif goif, and then you rip a detention sphere, you're like, okay. Yeah, that is def- that is definitely the the winning uh, side of things. <laughs> I, will, I will not I will not debate that in the slightest. Oh, that when you get to detention sphere two spell callers, <laughs> and then you cast a spell and they blow up your detention sphere. Oh my god! They oh each my other. god! Wow. Wait, do they counter each other? They well, counter no, each other. No, because they're, they're ETB triggers. Oh, okay, okay. So they're already in play. Well, let's move into our 
uh, next tournament, which is going to be the SCG Cincinnati team event. Yeah, more teams. Uh, so what's cool is uh, SCG provided us with this very nice, clean day two uh, metagame breakdown. So it's just like how many of each um, deck for each um, format. Yeah, it's really nice that they did that. So I'd like to point out that uh, in Modern, we have zero copies of Affinity. But we have just, just one none. copy of Amulet. <laughs> yeah. So clearly you've uh, bought into the correct deck on MTGO. Yep. And uh, look forward <laughs> to seeing you in some day twos. Yep. yep, yep, yep. One begets the other, right? Play well, get rewarded, Steven. Yep. Remember that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the, the, I think the this breakdown is pretty cool. Uh, we do see Modern having the most uh, diverse group out of the three uh, formats. Uh, Grixis Delver has nine decks in day two. Nine. <laughs> yeah, three times uh, as many as the next most popular deck. And then in standard, Grixis Energy has eight. Um, man, I can't bring myself to talk about standard because it's just like... Grixis Energy, hey man, Black there's, Control, there's like, Sultai Constrictor. These are all decks that we know, that we've already hey, played for where's, the past like, where two is years. Red? Where is Red? Red is dead. Look, there's one. There's one. There's one. Back there. There's one. Just, just one. Just one. I mean, there's Mono Red Aggro, Black Red Aggro, Green Red Aggro. I mean, they're all basically the same deck. Right? Basically. Basically the same thing. The same deck. I do like. So if you combine all those together, it's still less represented than blue black control. Is that how it works? I do like that in modern. So the the top deck was Jund with four copies. The next deck down is Scapeshift with three copies, and uh, then comes Storm and Humans, Hollowed One, and a Blood Moon or Blue Moon decks all at two. I think that's a really interesting. Um, I think that's a really interesting split. I, I almost feel like these all these decks kind of don't lose really but like are kind of punished by really really aggressive decks but i guess hollowed one is kind of just that really really aggressive deck so is humans um, like that interesting is we see a ad nauseum yeah, that's a blast from the past we have not seen ad nauseum decks in a long time yeah i thought that deck was like dead and gone no it's it's making a comeback People are people are dusting it off. Dusting it off. I guess with like the come the comeback of Jace, right? Like yeah, Ad Nauseum is better against the control decks than say Storm. Because Storm gets dunked on by Spell Snare. <laughs> Storm does really get really get dunked on by Spell Snare. But Ad Nauseum like literally could never care about that guard. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, you counter their. Uh... What is it? Their sunburst artifact that makes mana. Their sure. pentad prism. I mean, like instant speed combo decks are like the nightmare for the control decks, right? Yeah. Like Gorios, the Gorios deck is like such a pain to play around. I mean, at least you have Spellstorm in that matchup. But you know, like you, because you have to like deploy a threat eventually, and if you ever tap low for a threat, they just like kill you in response. Yeah. It's like whoopsie. Guess you're dead. A storm can't do that, so... <laughs> no. No, it cannot. There's an interesting stratification in Standard and Legacy that's not really there in, in Modern. You look at Standard at this event, and you've got, you know, eight Grix Energy, six Blue Black, and then it drops off. 
modern. It's like four gun, three scape shift, and then it just like yeah, like there's not much of a difference. But then Legacy nine Grixis Delver, three miracles. Yeah, three sneak and show, two lands. I guess we should also mention that the winners were Grixis Energy, Grixis Delver, Blue Red Gift Storm. Um, they took the the win. Also, shout out to our um, to our Californians in uh, sixth place. Uh, Edward Drew with Mono Red Prison, Chuck Pierce with Ad Nauseam, and Travis Laruo with Mono White Approach. Yeah, these people did not give a shit about what their opponents were doing. Nope, not even one bit. <laughs> like, we're just gonna lock them down, throw away the key. Well, Nauseam just kills them, but yeah. Like, oh man, what's the meta like way out in Cincinnati? Who cares? <laughs> no one. <laughs> yeah, the um, I know um, EJ's had Mono Red Prison built for a long time, and I think Chuck's had Ad Nauseam for like for decades, not decades, but he's had it forever, obviously, right? Yeah. Like he's just been playing Ad Nauseam forever. And then I guess Travis just got stuck with standard, or maybe he's been playing standard, and I don't know. I always feel like the standard player got stuck with it now, but mono white approach is pretty sweet. Um, just, just kill them. <laughs> just kill them. Play a bunch of removal. Kill them. This this list is also just like um, enchantment dot deck sort of. Yeah, it's not like... really like like the removal is just like. Uh, four excellence bindings, four cast out, four baffling end, uh, one authority of the council, two, two thopter arrests. <laughs> You're under arrest, sir. <laughs> I like how it is the thopter arresting you. Because at first I thought it was like the thopter being arrested. Now wouldn't wouldn't that be just thopter impound? But no, it is the <laughs> it is the thopter doing the arresting of the citizen in this case. Uh, but only only one settle wreckage, you know. Hey man, one settle. You get four Fema gates. It's gonna be fine. It'll be fine. Don't worry Look about at this, it. The immortal sun. Only makes sense to play the immortal sun in your approach to the second sun deck, right? Oh yeah. Look at that. All your creatures get plus one plus one. All of your zero creatures get plus one plus hey, one. Hey, your spells get one cheaper. It's a howling mine of one side, and it turns off opposing planeswalkers. I'm definitely in on this. Take card. it. The low, low price of six mana. I mean, you're casting approach, which is seven in this deck. Like, I don't but also, know. but also, you have a great curve. You go fumigate, immoral sun approach. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Man, I love this archer Razka. Just draw some cards. Use my mana. Field of ruins, great. Like, doesn't even put you down a land. Just oh, yeah. good clean living. This, the These sideboard four scavenger grounds for the uh, the uh, scarab god decks. I guess I don't even know. The uh, the sideboard gets uh, a little bit more aggressive here with uh, four walking ballista, four advan, uh, four adanto vanguard, four regal caracal, one maverin fine dusk apostle. And then two more authority of the councils. Hey man, all these dudes man. combo with the three main deck Shifet dunes that do nothing main deck. 
creatures you control. Actually, you know, the Mortal Sun and Shepard Dunes are pretty good with all your Adanto vanguards. Mm-hmm. Do you go like uh, cats into a Mortal Sun Oof. and attack, crack your shift, your dunes? Oof. Yeah, what's that? It's a. Uh, Man, that's that's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. That's, that's a lot of damage. <laughs> With <laughs> just one cat is a two, three, four. One cat is a four, four. No, oh the, the, cats the, five, side, five? the side cats, yeah. Yeah, the side the one of the one one cats is a four four. Yeah. But only seventeen. No, no big deal. No big deal. Only seventeen. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Seems seems cool. Then you just kill him off of this walking ballista. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Pew, 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 pew. Um, and I think that about uh, wraps us up for this episode. As a reminder, next week is GP Seattle, which Ooh. is going to be Legacy and Standard. Uh, and we will have a, a tournament report for you guys uh, from Mr. Mr. John, Mr. Chris over here, Mr. who will Mr. be attending. Yeah, it won't be until the week after next, though. That one. So uh, hopefully I can uh, give everyone a nice tournament report of uh, me doing well with elves, so I can tell you all that it's a bad choice for tournaments and you shouldn't play it. <laughs> Perfect. But you'll have a lot of sweet stories about how you got people with Rurikthar, I bet. Which Rurikthar are you going to use? <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm thinking one. non-foil Japanese. Non-foil Japanese. Okay, okay that's really specific. It's like okay. choosing a tie, right? I, I, I kind of want my opponent to have to ask what Rukthar does. I like it. <laughs> I like it. It kills you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. If it's in English, I, I could hand it to them to read and they could like misread it. But if it's in Japanese, it's kind of funnier if they just ask a judge, like, what does this card do again? The judge tells them, like, really? <laughs> Well, first you tell them, and then they yeah, say, really? Ask me, I'll, I'll tell them that, what it does. And they're like, what? Uh, I, I got to confirm. <laughs> judge. <laughs> judge. What? It does? Must attack every turn. If a- Is it say if able? Or yeah, if able. Yeah, if able. Otherwise, you get att- like attacks through and steering bridge. Ah! It just has to attack. <laughs> Like it's coming in. Yeah, I have no control. God, that'd be so much better. <laughs> it's tapped. You're like, yeah, it's still attacking. I'm sorry. Uh, it's coming in. It's... I don't want things pacified. like like nope, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> don't let things like Abel hold me back. Oh man. Speaking yeah. of uh, of pet cards, let's get into our slot of the week where we tell you what card we are totally hyped to play in our 75. Uh, John, I'll start with you. Uh, my solid week is Liliana of the Last Hope. Um, I've been playing with this card a lot in Legacy, and it fixes the scary matchups. <laughs> fixes them. <laughs> you know what? Checkpile got you down. Liliana of the Last Hope. Plus, 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 plus. Let's see if you can draw your one of abrupt decay. No? You're dead! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. In my experience, let's see if you can mize me in Checkpile. Yes. The answer <laughs> yeah. is always yes. <laughs> How many uh, toxic deluges you got over there, buddy? Just the one. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Five games in a row. Yeah. Opening hit. Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. Good Good testing. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Pick him up. Scoop him up. 
Uh, but yeah, that card's great. Uh, I like it against lands, too. Um, you just gotta keep yourself from dying to Merit Lodge or getting uh, Tabernacle plus Wastelanded out, and uh, your zombies kill them real quick. Does a does a real good job. <laughs> Wipe your hands of it. Wipe your hands up. Yep. Yeah, all done. Yep. It's real nice. Gets my uh, gets my vote of approval. How about you, Chris? What's your uh, what's your sell of the week? Well, since uh, I keep getting wrecked by these blood moons that everyone's deciding to play, uh, I want to play something that's really sweet and really takes big fat dumps on blue moon style decks. <laughs> yeah, right. And I think the fist the bill is big dino. That's yeah. right. Carnage tyrant coming back. Oh my god. Think big about it, right? Dino. Like if you're, I, I want to play Jace the Mind Sculptor and Lightning Bolt and Blood Moon, and I'm like, okay, here's a Carnage Tyrant. I don't know, seems good to me. Seems great. I like casting me a big dino. Who doesn't? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that who is doesn't? that is like the answer the, to that is people who have not yet cast a big dino. Exactly, it's like, yeah. it is the Timmy experience just distilled down into one magical card. Oh, definitely. Yeah. What does Timmy hate? Having its creatures countered. Check. What does Timmy hate? Having its creatures, creatures killed. killed. Check. What does Timmy hate? Having its creatures blocked. Check. <laughs> <laughs> we got you. Big Timmy's Dino does it coming all. coming down, it's staying around, and it's coming in. <laughs> Must attack if able. <laughs> Might as well that's, that's say it on Oracle the card. Text. <laughs> Just gonna get in there. Oh man. What about you, Stephen? What's your slot of the week? So my slot of the week uh, is going to be a card that. <clears throat> Yeah, I just want to play it. Serum Visions. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just want to play it. Get I'm, in my I'm day. Kind of, it's not that I'm tired of playing Jund. It's not that I'm tired of playing Affinity. It's that I just haven't played Blue in a while. And Yeah, what the hell's wrong with man, you? I, I, I just need some Blue in my life right now. It's good to hear, man. Coming back to the good side. <laughs> Uh, and I think that wraps us up for this episode. Thank you very much for checking us out and sticking around till the very end. If you're wondering where you can find more content, you can head over to mtgconflicts.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube under the same name, MTG Conflicts, one word. And if you have any suggestions or comments, please feel free to send us a message on one of those platforms. Uh, again, we really do appreciate you sticking around to the very end, and we hope you join us in the next one. Later. Later.